Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And we're live on episode 75 of the Talking Hockey podcast. So 74 right there. No, I know, but I realized that we actually released two episodes last week, that uh, one recording. Right. So this mm-hmm. is actually 75. Uh, it's a good thing I fact-checked because episode 74 came out on Monday. So if you good haven't job, seen that, Ty. go check it out. Uh, the first two <laughs> minutes are a little scuffed because Luke, I don't know what he was doing, but he listens to things in like 5x speed <laughs> and kept it at 5x speed. And I was like, Luke, what's going on here? Why? What's going on with your with this audio? I sent him like a video or a screen recording of it. He's like, what's wrong with that? He didn't. He couldn't even tell that it was. <laughs> he's just so used to yeah. listening to it at that. <laughs> I was like, dude, do you that. not see that? He's like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, never mind. I see now. But yeah. Oh, so if you listen funny. to that, we apologize. Um, it's a lot of work to go back and fix that, and you know. He, Luke's we, on you vacation. Heard, yeah, Luke's on vacation. I mean, is he ever coming back? I don't know. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at Talking Hockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Might be going to the Yukon. We don't know what's going to happen with Luke. He He's went on more rants, but he, they're not on his story right now, so I can't emphatically can't read him, them yeah. like before, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, we should have uh, an episode when, when he comes back of all the stories he has to share about, you yeah, know. We can just have a single episode on that yeah. since uh, we're probably going to run out of to- hockey stuff. Yeah, you can to just listen to Luke's trip. season starts. <laughs> Recapping Luke's uh, cross-canada trip. But anyways, today. Yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the boys of summer talking. here, by the way. Me, Martin, yeah. no one, no one else. Ty, Boys Martin, Eric here. Uh, and today we're going to do some recent news. Uh, you know, apparently Nadalkovich is available for the Calder again. There's a couple other minor things that have happened since we recorded last week. And then the big topic is the top 10 worst contracts and best contracts in the NHL today. So we're going to be going over uh, Don Lushizen's list and then you know, give our own takes on it, maybe give some of our own contracts and add those in and stuff like that. Uh, but other than that, to get started, so uh, Ty, what you were reading, were you reading the reason why Ndalkovic is available for the calendar next year after already finishing third this year? Yeah, it's. I think it's in regards to the games played. Let me just, sorry, I closed it because I'm stupid. Calder. 
Okay, here it is. Here it yeah. is. To be eligible for the award, a player cannot have played more than 25 games in any single preceding season, nor in six or more games in each of any two preceding seasons in any major professional league. So I guess what they're saying is since Ndalkovic has only played one season, 23 games, he's a bit, he's eligible for the Calder next year, essentially, after mm-hmm. finishing third this past year. So he mm-hmm. could be considered one of the favorites to win it if, you know, goaltending wasn't so inconsistent and he isn't going to get absolutely shelled in Detroit. Yeah, they behind that's the a issue. Non-existent defense core. The he okay. So I'll say about Nedeljkovic, um, is that firstly he's kind of small, like he's only six feet tall for a goalie. We love, we love short. our short kings. Yeah, I know. Talking hockey. Podcast. I know. I know. We love your short kings. Eric, that's but... still like. Five and six inches taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a he's a short king for the NHL. What's the average guy in the NHL? Six two, or six? I think he's six two. I think that's the average, right? Or something like Could that. But something. Uh, for a goalie, that's pretty small. He also is not playing in front of Dougie Hamilton and Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci and I don't even know who else was on um, the Hurricanes last year. But uh, oh, okay, team. I was wrong. Average NHL are six foot one, two hundred and one pounds. So he's he's a shorter than average, therefore yeah. a short king, <laughs> as we would call. Him. What would be that? What's the average goaltender height, though? Yeah, they they all seem to be tall. Definitely taller than six one, for mm-hmm. sure. Have you seen Andre Vasilevsky in net? I'd even score on that guy. <laughs> freaking covers the entire entire freaking net. Um, he makes Bishop. price look small. No, I know they were they listed at the same height. And then yeah. just Vasilevsky's <laughs> equipment is just massive. It can't be legal. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about, though. The, the, <laughs> what we're talking about is Nedeljkovic um, being eligible for the Calder, which is kind of weird because he finished, what, third this year? Second, third? I think it was second. Uh, third. Third. Third? Wait, am I, am I wrong? I don't know. He finished third in yeah. Calder voting. Yep. I mean, I, the only other time I could think of that happening was, or not even happening, but... Um, but Matt Murray, when he won his back-to-back Stanley Cups with Pittsburgh, he was technically a rookie both times, both years. Mm-hmm. He didn't play enough games, mm-hmm. so yeah. I know he wasn't nominated for the Calder based on that, but he won back-to-back Stanley Cups as a rookie, which is kind of crazy. That was funny. Now look at him on Ottawa. <laughs> no, no look at him. A night. Yeah, one of the worst contracts in the NHL, which we're going to get to, yeah. or potentially one of them, anyways. Spoiler alert. Um, also, fun fact, the average NHL player has gone down four pounds in weight since the 2014 season. They're watching so, their figure now. Uh, it's, it's probably because of Nate McKinnon's, Nate McKinnon's diet uh, <laughs> regime on the Colorado, you know? Yeah. No more uh, pasta, only um, chickpea pasta from now on, yeah. and uh, no poutine. Well, Dustin like... Bufflin also left the league, so like... Oh, that's true. Your heaviest. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. There you go. That Bless. explains you it. Skewed the average. That explains it all. Yeah. And then, you know, Jack Hughes entered the NHL. Yeah. You know, a couple of those other wow. small guys. Johnny Hockey is tiny. Gaudreau uh, was. He was still in the NHL in 2014, right? Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, he was. Anyways, okay. Back to uh, in other news, Fiala signed his contract with. Uh, with uh, Minnesota. It's just a one-year deal, guys, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just a one-year deal. Uh, $5 million, million uh, basically, just to avoid arbitration. 
Um, well, I don't know why they didn't. Did they? I don't know why they didn't try to lock him down long term after buying out Prize and Suter. <laughs> They're mad. I thought the whole point of buying yeah, them out was so that they can lock these guys down long time term, not sign them on one year deals. Like they that's thought even that was the off. Like they're mess. Kaprizov's going back to Russia, looks like they're more fucked. and more likely. So they're I don't fucked. get that. Uh, yeah, it's a one year deal, five point one million dollars. I feel like they could have gotten him on a long, longer term deal at like six to seven million dollars. I don't think he would have gotten more than seven. They so, will forever be a middling team. <laughs> and I, it's just proving it. <laughs> that that when that contract when that was signed, I was just that that was very confusing to me. Well, because I, I was so sure Kaprizov, Fiala get locked down long term because of those buyouts. Fiala's probably Fiala's biggest comparable was Jacob Vrana, right? And Vrana signed two years at five million something around there. So uh, I thought I that would be a years. three years. But yeah. Well, yeah, I thought that would be a comparable. I thought that would be like a comparable contract. I, when I saw that amount, because basically they were going to arbitration, he was arguing for whatever six million dollars. Minnesota was arguing for four million dollars or something around there and you mm-hmm. know how arbitration works in the nhl is usually it's just the middle number that they agree at the single arbitration but basically the same thing happened but i'm just surprised it was a one-year deal he is yeah because yeah, yeah rana is 25 years old got three years 5.25 million dollars and fiala's 25 years old got 5.1 million dollars but only one for year one year of three if they so could have gotten the, three years save money yeah. On a one-year deal versus a three-year deal. That's insane. You know, and he's a comparable. I, I think they I think they both are like, you know, 20 goal scorers, consistent or 25 goal scorers at least the past couple of years, right? Yes. Let me let me just see here. I'm trying to see who's closest comparables are. Yeah, it's Vrana. It's like Nylander. It's like Pasternak, bef- like before his first contract or his last contract, anyways, and then before this, like it, it's a very weird contract. It doesn't really think, make any sense. I know that it's hard to to because you also need the player to agree to it. But I think he was always a guy because everyone's been saying for however long Kevin Fiala is going to break out since he was drafted in 2014. Right, he got his chance. He kind of broke out on Nashville and especially so on Minnesota. He's He's been like an electric, electric player for them mm-hmm. and an exciting guy. I think he was always a guy who, who had that potential. And if you were a smart GM, you would have locked him in at a long-term deal, longer-term deal, kind of before yeah. the breakout happened. After his one really bad year, which yeah. is, I think, the first year in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Whatever or it was. Last year, in Nash- last year in Nashville or first year in Minnesota, one of those two. Yeah, but he was always a guy who was like on the verge of a breakout. And if you looked at it, you know, back in 2016 yep. or 2017, you knew this guy was going to be good. That's what 100%. that's what that's what Boston did with with Pasta. That's what Edmonton did with Drysaddle. Even though Drysaddle looked like an overpay at the time, but look at them now, right? If you can lock turn these guys down longer term in their most productive years, rather than kind of walking Kevin Fiala to free agency now, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's still RFA next year. Well, then it's just going to be another one-year deal if he's a, if he's you know. Yeah. So so Fiala in 2018-2019, two seasons ago, he had 39 points in a full season, essentially. Actually, but, more than a full season, he played 83 games because he was between two different teams. Right. So that was a really bad year after a 48-point yeah. year the year before. Yeah. So that was the year you took him and went, okay, lock him down long term. 
or get him on a multi-year contract, right? Yeah. Or after last season. And Maybe he has a it, sick it, agent. Well, again, that's the, well, the, the you, agent you, played it well, although. The, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking though, at, at 22 years old, that if you would, that's I think around that would be around that age when he was in 2017, 2018. I think he'd be pretty smart to sign a seven or eight or six, seven, eight year deal, because. But at what? What was his value then? Probably like four. No, million. he wouldn't have gotten a lot. Yeah, yeah he wouldn't yeah, have gotten a lot in a long term deal. Much. Agent was very smart, like yeah. not to. It's like think think about it like the Nathan McKinnon. Like situation, I like, think he's Nathan McKinnon's think, agent should be fired after that last contract. The way that yes. contract turned out, it didn't even look yes. good at the like it looked good for the team at the time. It did not look like oh, that's a team, good yeah. deal for the player. But it never looked good for I, McKinnon. I think that we forget that McKinnon had a really good rookie year. I think he scored thirty goals, but his two seasons after that, he was kind of not great. Yeah, but that but that's what I'm saying. Even accounting for that, like. How do you not look at how did you not look at McKinnon and go okay I'm gonna bet on this guy doing at least better than the year before that contract you know what I mean like he had 63 po- so they signed that contract after his 52 point season right and then he had one more mediocre year 53 points in 2016 2017 and then next season came out blistering 97 points in 74 games so 100 point pace. 110 mm-hmm. point pace. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, like, the, the agent, honestly, like, it's kind of ridiculous. I feel like the agent should have been fired. Well, I mean, again, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's a risk as a player because if he was making, if he, sorry, if he was only scoring, let's say, 60 points a year, then this contract doesn't look like it it's a looks steal. So really good. $6 million? It's still a steal. Yeah. I mean, that, that, but that was also before, you know, you had your big time. RFA deals. No, but like, think about it this way, right? So let's look at like John Tavares, for example. Three year entry level deal, two year um, bridge sort of deal. Two year bridge, and then bigger contract, gigantic contract, right? So McKinnon could have done the exact same thing. The the market, though, okay, yeah, you're right. But I think that also you got to remember the RFA market has really, really changed over the past few years. Where where it changed after McKinnon signed. Yeah. For sure. For mm-hmm. sure, there's no, there's no doubting that. Like that's why whenever people say, "Oh, McKinnon, like got a steal, Avalanche got a steal of a contract," they only got a steal of a contract because McKinnon wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> like he he was good, but he wasn't like amazing. Yeah, he right? wasn't like so, a top three. Player I get in that, the but the Asian hundred percent should have two three year deal with Colorado. He would have finished his contract after his ninety seven point season. And I get, I know it's like, you know, hindsight, but hindsight, 2020, blah, 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 all that stuff. But like, I feel like generally speaking, if you have a really talented young player, you go bridge if they haven't broken out yet. Right. So, and That's all the fair. signs were there for McKinnon to break out too. Right. So anyways. Okay. So moving on. Yeah. Is there anything I, else recently that I don't uh, know? Uh, uh, I can't really see anything else to be honest. There's nothing, nothing. We're interesting at that dead that point of the off season. Yeah, where literally nothing has happened. Like even all the news pages, like it's all just like Scott Sabrin signed a one-year deal worth seven hundred fifty thousand. Big fucking deal. Who did he sign with? The with the Ottawa Senders. Oh, he came back to the Sens. Ottawa again. He's just jumping between Ottawa and the Senders. Yeah, he's just going down the four hundred one four sixteen. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so now. You guys want to start with the 10 worst contracts or 10 best contracts? Let's start do, positive or negative? Let's start negatively. Okay. So this list so, comes from? 
Dom Luchesen of The Athletic. I think that's how you say his last name. I apologize if I got it wrong. Uh, so if we're starting with worst, can you guys guess? Uh, get, get, make guesses, and let's see how many you guys get right. The very worst? Mitch Martin. So we're, yeah. starting, we're starting the worst, the worst. <laughs> yeah, the worst, the worst. It's, it's going to be uh, Drew Doughty. Yeah, that's number one. All right, who do you think is number two after Drew Doughty? Eric mm. Carlson. Yep. Okay, wow. So Martin's, Martin's two for two Martin's so done far. His homework. Martin. I didn't read it. I did not read it. <laughs> and now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. And now we'll get back into the show. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, is, right. Okay, number three is going to be. All right, let's see. Both of you can guess on this one. Number three. Carrie Price on there? Octino uh, Bobrovsky's probably list. on there. Bobrovsky's got to be there then. Brent Burns. I don't think any goalies were included on this Damn. list. Brent, Brent Burns? If goalies were included, Bobrovsky should be there. Um, maybe even price etc sorry what was your third what was your guess for number three brent burns both of you guessing brent burns weak ty stop just agreeing with martin thank you okay okay uh uh ekman larson oh okay all good guesses although brent burns isn't even in the top 10 uh third was jeff skinner oh true no 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, MBHS for, 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 alumni. $9 million, fair, fair, fair. six years left on that deal. Fair, fair, um, fair, fair. According to Dom's model, it has negative $43 million. So he's getting overpaid by $43 million, especially <laughs> over the life of that contract. How much is Carlson and fucking Doughty getting overpaid? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Carlson's overpaid by $55 million over the next six years at $11.5 million. So about, you know, like yeah six like almost 10 million dollars a year <laughs> like <Yeah>. eight <laughs> uh drew Doughty's getting overpaid by 56 million so only a couple million or only literally a million more than ekman or uh, than uh carlson uh it's simply because like both like you look at drew Doughty and carlson just massive drop-offs right like carlson peak of his career peak of his career you know still lower than just freaking fell right it so is so bad year. to see that i mean maybe he was overrated in his time with ottawa but i mean he, he, that that one playoff run that he had on one foot was, a goal away best, from the finals the best you'll ever see from a defenseman honestly like uh, on like one of the best yeah so him and drew Doughty. drew Doughty can always rebound we talked about this on the last episode right where he can be better than what he currently is but he's still going to get overpaid by 50-odd million dollars, essentially, over the Based next Based on his years. value, right? That's kind of how it's calculated. Based on their projected value. Yeah. Exactly. So the way the model works is it says, okay, uh, a win is worth this amount of money. So a win over a replacement level player is worth this amount of money. Therefore, a player with you know two wins above replacement is worth this amount of money. And since a player is worth this amount, you just subtract the differences from mm-hmm. the cap from his actual salary versus expected salary and that's the uh cap surplus or in this case the cap negative value so uh jeff skinner's number three i think that's a pretty reasonable uh reasonable who do you so guys far. who do you guys guess guess is number four and number four i don't think you guys are going to guess it so i'll give you a hint it's a more recent contract And we've talked about it on the podcast. Oh, fuck. Wait. <laughs> Recent trade. Pad, Recent trade. Trade and sign? Zach Hyman? The, the contract got traded. No, not Zach Hyman. No, it couldn't be It was Zach a trade Hyman. and sign. Very bad deal for a defenseman. Oh, it was... Oh, All no, right, you, you guys are awful. No. Seth Jones. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Number four, Seth Jones. I was thinking Ristolainen, but I'm like, he didn't sign a contract. Yeah, so negative. Ethan Larson. It says 57, but I think it should say 47. Might be. Anyways. Yeah, so That's Seth insane. Jones is number. But again, Seth Jones had a major. So the problem with Dom's model, in my opinion anyways, is it relies a little bit too much on points. So if Seth Jones is playing, you know, top power play minutes, he's given like a big role in Chicago, he could still probably put up 40 to 50 points. The reason why Dom's model is so low on him this year is because he didn't put up those points. So his value dropped from like, you know, and he uses the term GSVA, which is game score value added. So it went from a 1.7 to a 0.6. So he's projecting him onward at that level, like a 0.6 level and going lower. 
So if he rebounds, all of a sudden his place on this list drastically changes. So right. I think I remember Dom addressing that, and he said, yeah. like that is a weakness of he probably his probably did of it. Yeah. Of his... I I think what we're realizing here is that three of the worst four contracts are defensemen who used to be good or considered yep. well, consensus top yeah. defensemen in the league, like Eric Carlson, Norris winner basically every year, Drew Doughty. Norris finalist several times. Seth I don't Jones, even know if Seth Jones used to well, be like good. He, they he thought oh, people said he constantly. was the yeah, but they said he was the you know top pairing defenseman with Zach. Because Seth people Jones have is always only argued 20, he's a top 27. five defenseman. Yeah, but he's, he's I mean he, he scores a right lot. Now. Yeah, he he yeah. he does generate a lot offensively, and you kind of see that on Columbus. Him and Wierenski were great together, but then he gives up just yeah. as much as what I noticed in the games that I've watched. His most mm-hmm. compare some of his highest comparables are Brent Seabrook, Seabrook, Dion Phaneuf, Alex Edler. So uh, those not are great. not some great <laughs> people but to be emulating. I think that he did have a couple good years, and he is he, still young enough where he did, and he's really. So the thing is, with so there's a vast difference between Dom's model and like you know, I know you don't like the uh, evolving hockey, evolving wild guys, but like there's a vast difference in how he rates them rates him versus how they rate him versus other models as well because other other models don't take into account points his his is one of the few that actually does so he values seth jones a lot higher than the other models because seth jones despite all the defensive issues and despite like him not driving play that well he puts up a lot of points part of that is probably you know getting big minutes part of that is power play time part of that is etc 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 but uh, he values him a little bit higher. So it depends on how you value points, really. But yeah. he's number four. And then uh, you guys already called number five, Ekman Larson, uh, getting overpaid by about $40 million. So again, another defenseman. So it's all defensemen so far and Jeff Skinner, essentially. Okay, I think... can I just talk about Jeff Skinner quickly as well? Because like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we skipped over him. Yeah, he was kind of like... It's kind of crazy that these guys, like just before Jeff Skinner signed his long-term deal, he scored 40 40 goals goals. for the Buffalo Sabres. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, and Buffalo said, all right, we finally have at least a winger to play with Eichel. And then he just was useless. He's been useless since then. Well, well, they said, we finally have a winger we can play with Eichel. And then they didn't play him with Eichel Eichel again. (laughs) And they've just stuck him third or fourth line. And Jeff Skinner like drives play, but he's not... He's not a you know guy that's going to succeed in that role. Like you can see, it's literally like his value going up. Contract nine million dollars, crash down, and it's getting like worse and worse every year because he's still getting played in this role. And the thing is, he hasn't aged out of his prime abilities yet. Like he's only twenty nine. You know what I mean? Like he's not especially as a or goal scorer. Yeah, like he literally just like needs his, to get to the fucking spot and. Yeah, rip it in. exactly. Like he, uh, but the thing is, once they trade Eichel, his value is done for good. It was already right? gone. No, he is untradeable at this point. Until he's he untradeable, but they could until still get something out of Jeff Skinner if they use him properly, right? The yes. problem is they're not using him properly because even even in Carolina, right? The reason they ended up trading him wasn't because he started sucking at hockey. They traded him because they weren't giving him top six minutes, and therefore he wasn't getting goals. Right, like you look at his point totals right before he was traded to um, Buffalo, and they weren't good. And there's a reason for that, which is he was playing on the third or fourth line, getting played with like Jordan Stahl, who isn't exactly known to drive offense. And so he Except didn't. Except this succeed. past year. 
Yeah, yeah. He Jordan saw it a weird year this year, but regardless, <laughs> um, like there, it's just if you play him, if they played him in the right spot in the right situations, he'd still be scoring at a fifty-ish point pace, putting up thirty goals. You know what I mean? Instead of whatever, I don't know what his point totals are. I don't have them in front of me, but probably not that great, right? No. His point yeah, totals so this year were fourteen points in fifty-three games. Yeah. And what was the what was the year before? It was better than that. Twenty three and fifty nine. Yeah, so be, not much better, but better. It's right? crazy. Anyway, it was these guys, the goals though. These guys sign contracts. These guys sign contracts after a really good year, and then they just shit the bed. I always wonder how much of it is effort or like will versus talent versus like usage versus talent drop off versus fitness and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like once you get that contract, you're good, right? Based on until the, until that point, you're playing for that contract. Yeah, you know. Based on what the agent was saying, though, like of course the agent's only going to be biased, but like based on what he was saying, he, he made it sound like obviously he's going to say this, but it's all Buffalo's fault. Like, I mean, I kind of blame Buffalo too, to be honest. Yeah. I don't really blame Skinner that much. He's scored, he's only scored 21 goals over the last 112 games. After pl- scoring 40, goal, 40 goals in whatever, 80 games yeah. the year before that. So th- that's not a, that's definitely not a, I'm not good anymore drop off. Players no. don't drop off like that. No. It's usually a combination of usage, injury, or something else. It's not like all of a sudden he can't play. So I blame Buffalo more than anything Skinner. else for that especially because if you paid the guy why not keep him with the guy you paid him to play with you know what i mean they didn't yeah. pay him to play on the third or fourth line like and it's not like buffalo is competitive enough where they needed results immediately or they just drop you out like they sucked <laughs> there was no yeah. reason not to play skinner with eichel so yeah anyways um it was an overpayment at the time i would say too though like what i did was think it? so though. yes well what, it was wasn't it eight or nine million $9 million. For a goal score. Like, he's purely a goal scorer. I think a goal scorer is like 7.5, like 8. But you also have to keep in mind, like, Buffalo. The Buffalo for tax. Him. Yeah, and there's a Buffalo tax on top of that, too. I mean, I think that's <laughs> realistic, right? Like, like True. <laughs> he was, I think he would have gotten that on the open market. He was a free agent that year. And Buffalo had just lost O'Reilly. And they lost whoever else, whatever. And yeah, they, they needed to keep they him because they didn't have any players. Talent. Yeah, they needed talent. Yeah. Jeff Skinner looked like he was rebounding because, like you said, he started off really well in his career with uh, Carolina, right? And then He's streaky. He yeah, was streaky. and then was, went downhill. Really good year with Buffalo. Absolutely, like way below replacement level for the past yeah. two years. Yes. Anyway, anyway. so next on this list. Uh, Lassic. So another Sharks defenseman. Yeah, I was going to suggest him on this list, but I'm not surprised. Everyone thought this guy was like a... I mean, he was like a good defensive defenseman for however many years, right? Those age age out pretty quick, eh? Well, the thing is, he signed his deal. The the weird thing about Vlasic was he signed his deal after he fell off. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of these defensemen and stuff, they signed... Like Carlson... Despite the awful deal, at the time he was still one of the best defensemen in the world, right? Yes, he was still he was still very 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 good. Signed the deal and then like you know the injuries piled up, piled up, and he's you know he's 
faltered since. Vlasic wasn't good when he signed the deal, right? And at the time, he signed an eight-year, $7 million contract. So he was already falling off. He already wasn't what he used to be. Right. So it was even it was even more bizarre even at the time. Like immediately when he signed that deal, you were like, God, that's going to be a very bad deal. And now he's 34 years old and he still has five years left at $7 million. That's awful. And frankly, he's like, doesn't matter what model you look at. doesn't matter if you watch him play or not play. He's a replacement level guy at this point, literally, or even below replacement. Can't been- You can't play him with Eric Carlson. You can't play him with Brent Burns. I think there's nowhere to put him in that lineup because he can't cover for them, right? So it's it's looks really, really bad. Um, but yeah, another defenseman passes prime who got paid. So the Sharks have three players on this list. They have Carlson, they have Lassie. Can you guys guess the other guy? Evander Kane? Kane? No. Nope. No, no, no. Uh, well, think about sure. a big sure? deal. Yeah, yeah. So $8 million, six years left. Again, that was another deal that at the time didn't look good. Uh, no, he was pre- old. He was yeah. Too, he was like it was too far. Well, he gone. was thirty. He was thirty when he signed the deal. Yeah, right. That's right. not good. So, and he really, even when he was in his prime, he, you know, arguably wasn't really yeah. even worth eight okay. million to. So, Ty, this is a prime example of a team that tried to hold on. And didn't even win a cup, but kept trying to hold on to these guys that that brought them to like yeah. semi, like semifinals. Uh, did Sharks make a final one year? They did against yeah, Pittsburgh. they did Pittsburgh that they lost. Um, they weren't the better team. They, that they tried they to hold on, and it fucking failed them. And they're trash. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and they saying, have a bunch of overpaid guys yeah. for a long time. And so I'm, it doesn't. I, work i never said that this was like this was a model to to follow i what i did say was that if you want if they had won a cup i'd be fine with it more fine with it yeah they but didn't win a the, cup. the winning the cup part's kind of you know the most important part yeah yeah <laughs> it is the most analysis. important part but like but they were you know a couple lucky goals away from winning one yes this you is know true. what i mean sure they were, but they I were mean, right there you can make it to the cup finals you're a couple lucky bounces away from winning a cup. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so arbitrary. I just don't and, think that there. And that, Logan that, Couture is a play like he's deemed a playoff performer. Like he has 101 points in 116 playoff games. Like that's unreal. But they're not making the playoffs anytime. <laughs> like, so pretty much the since contract for the next four years are tying up a stupid amount of money in like every so logan couture evander kane eric carlson brent burns vlasic and the buyout of martin jones (laughs) and that's a total of oh my god 20 30 basically half their cap between those guys and they have nothing coming up no because they've been good good for so and long. they traded away. Well, they have Eklund now, which is you know he's really good. And then they have Merk, Ryan Merkley, eh. so they have a star has, defensive prospect. Problems, and they're just yeah. wasting Timo well, Meyer away. Poor yeah. Timo. Timo Meyer and Timo. oh, I guess Hurdles even get. Oh God, Hurdle is a free agent after this season too, so they might end up paying him big money and lock themselves. There, yeah, if I was still, him, like, I would be begging to leave. 
because yeah, he, I think no he'd be chance. a good rental. Like he's he's definitely yeah. a rental for this upcoming year. Well, but he also San, had a it's only torn depends ACL. on if see San Jose sees themselves as a. Do they still see themselves as a competitor? I don't think there's not? any way that they can. No. no but way. I mean, their goaltending is much improved. Martin Jones isn't there anymore. I think Reimer's an upgrade, and who else do they get? Reimer and something. They have fourteen million dollars in cap space going into next year. So, and they only have Mario Ferrero to sign. Ferrero. So, yeah, sorry, yeah, Ferrero. Um, yeah, it's it's so, funny how they they have all these top or these top or these these defensemen who are making like mm-hmm. eight million, nine million, ten million dollars a year, and their best defenseman is a guy making league minute in Mario Ferraro, right? <laughs> and he's probably not mm-hmm. going to get paid that much. Yeah. After this deal, anyways, because he doesn't put up a lot of points, he isn't like a you know gigantic, hulking monster either. So he's not going to get paid based off of the uh, the big boy um, bonus or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's called. So he's not going to get paid a bunch. He'll probably make like three million dollars or something like that on a bridge contract, I suspect. So, uh, but yeah, they they're sand. The thing is with. So San Jose, what they did was, like, they actually have a young forward group. That's the thing. Like, the average age for their forward group is actually 26 years old or 27 years old. But how many of them are good? Yeah, how many of those Mo- guys are fucking anything? But most of, most of them are good still, you know, like, or, like, Logan Couture, he isn't good anymore. He isn't good compared to his contract. He's still a good player. Evander Kane's still, still a good player. Yeah. Evander Kane actually had one of his best years in a while last season. If Evander Kane's even like... Yeah, Evander Kane might not be in the NHL anymore. Yeah. Timo but, Myers, two two years left, $6 million. He's awesome. Hurdle, he has one year left. Kevin LeBlanc has three years left. Question, but um, Kevin LeBlanc's yeah. not good. Like <laughs> Kevin LeBlanc, yeah. is, he had a bad year, right? He had a bad year. Two bad year. years in a row, man. No, he had is a good it? year, 2019. Okay. No, no, no. So 2019, he was 33 points in seven Sorry, games, it was the year so before that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he which sucks for bad him. Bad years in a row. It sucks for him because he did them a favor. He signed that like league man deal when he didn't need to. Yeah. And he yeah, fucked but he himself. Still, he but fucked he still himself. got four million. This is one of the very rare occasions like where. A, yeah. Still yeah, looking like still, an overpayment. But he can go back up to 50 points a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he has the ability to do it. It just. I think it depends on a combination of usage and just, you know, San Jose not completely like, sucking. Rudolph Balker's not very special. Dylan Gambrell doesn't seem No, they don't have special. a lot of, like, a lot of those bottom of the lineup guys aren't anything. Like, that. that's their issue, right? That's why they brought in, like, Nick Benino, why they brought in Cogliano. Not that mm-hmm. uh, those guys are going to have major impacts or anything like that. The problem is their defense, right? Like, Carlson Burns Vlasic. It's just a it's Swiss cheese, man. Yeah, those aren't defense. They're they were offensive guys. Who well, and Vlasic was the def- and Vlasic was the defensive guy yeah, who uh, can't play defense sucks. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, Aiden uh, Hill and James Reimer aren't like they're not going to. They're better than Martin them. Jones, though. Like, yeah, yeah much better than my, my and um, and a lot less paid than Martin fucking Jones. <laughs> yeah, together they make up less than Martin Jones' cap. But Martin Jones also adds $2 million to $3 million on their cap every single I'm year. I'm surprised their GM still has a fucking job. Like, if they do bad this year, I foresee he must get fired. Um, unless he purposely tanks. Unless they see... 
yeah. him tanking. But those moves, what, those moves aren't purposely tanking, right? Like the, yeah, Nick Benino, Alcagliano, none not, of those are tanking moves. Benino was no, actually right. a good a good signing, like a really yeah, good contract. Yeah, it's, it's a good signing and contract, but it's not a contract you sign if you're trying to suck. Especially right? like the Pacific is weak. But they're not better than Edmonton. They're barely better than Calgary. They're not better than Los Angeles. They're not better than Vegas. So they suck. But I they're think not in the playoffs. I think San Jose has upside. You, yeah, you are, I think Martin, 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 you are underestimating how bad the the Pacific Division is. But they're not yeah. better than these teams. Like, are they better than Edmonton? No. Even with they, Edmonton, honestly, with, with Edmonton, man, Edmonton could. But Edmonton's X factors are way better than uh, San Jose's yes, X factors. Yes, obviously, obviously. But there is Calgary, a scenario Calgary, next Calgary's season X, where X San Jose, fi- but there's a scenario next season where San Jose finishes ahead of Edmonton. I think. I don't think it happens. I wouldn't bet on it happening. <laughs> but there's a scenario <laughs> where that happens. <laughs> I feel like we're not. I feel like we're not appreciating enough just how. Big of a mess, Edmonton. I think, it depends, I think it depends if San Jose, if uh, Evander Kane even plays. If Evander Kane I think doesn't it, play, there's a top. I think it depends list. on that. And I think it depends on can Eric Carlson and Brent Burns at least do something offensively? Yeah. Because the problem with this year was yes. Carlson was still bad defensively, but he wasn't good offensively yes. either. So I think. And Brent Burns I, was a black hole offensively. And well. can Reimer and Aiden Hill actually give them goaltending? If they get those two things, I think, you know, hey, they have, they have a very guy. solid forward group overall. Like, they have a fine they have that forward bear group. enough guy. He yeah, was, yeah he was good for them with the Sharks. So, like, when he, when he got traded over, he had no chance with the Leafs, but then we went to the Sharks and had no pressure, and the guy was... I think he had a, a good start. Goals. I don't yeah. think he did towards the end. But it doesn't really matter. He's whatever. It, it's whatever. He's yeah. whatever. Who, who is next on your? Yeah. So, so, so just to recap, next... we have Doughty, Carlson, yep. Skinner, Ekman Larson, yep. uh, Seth Jones, Seth, Seth Jones, Jones before Ekman. Sorry, Larson. Seth Jones, Ekman Larson, Logan Couture, Vlasic. Vlasic's ahead of Logan Couture. Okay. Sharks have three guys on this list, but number eight. Uh, is a certain Winnipeg player? Can you guess? There's only really one or two. Op- there's only one option, there, actually. Blake Wheeler. Oh, Josh I guess Morrissey. there's two options. Yeah, Josh Morrissey. Uh, so Josh Morrissey predicted to be stats, overpaid stats by almost people, forty million dollars. Stats people hate Josh Morrissey. That's a, that's a very it's a very big stats versus um, non stats people debate. Yeah. But I don't even think it's an eye test thing because you can watch Josh Morrissey. Yeah. No, he sucks. Re- yeah, he's not good. good. He's yeah. not but good. it's funny because if you looked at people's like, let's say the the Team Canada Olympic roster like a year ago, right? even pe- people are still putting Josh Morrissey on that list. It's so bizarre. It's like uh, any Winnipeg game you watch, you a watch Josh Morrissey floating around there. Yeah, a lot of people do. I'm pretty sure Craig Button did. You know, obviously, but um, like there's or, a bunch of guys. Or he like, says, "Oh, I could talk like Morsi could be on there." Uh, yeah, stuff. yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah. Fuck. it's like, oh my god, <laughs> like he was such a disaster in the playoffs, such a disaster. Um, the regular in season, the regular season, and last season, and last season, and the thing is, like, so so I talked about this on in our Instagram story. The second Truba and Morsi got broken up. They just both forgot how to play hockey. They broke <laughs> like the, the best of each other. 
yeah, they brought out the best of each other, and it kind of makes sense. Like Josh Morrissey, more of the defensive side, stayed back a little bit and let Shuba kind of roam free a little bit more. But like, even regard, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's no. It's like they forgot how to play hockey away from each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's been like two years since he left, so it's like, why? Why haven't they been able to figure this out? Because they play. There was years before that where they didn't play together, right? Like. Truba and Morrissey played with like Bufflin. They had like different pairings and stuff. So it's so bizarre that they've just like forgotten how to play hockey. But uh, yeah, so Josh Morrissey's on this list. He's making $6.3 million for seven more years. That's crazy. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, next up. Um, Tyler Sagan. I don't think Ooh. anyone, either of you would have guessed that. No. Because right? I mean, he's been injured the past two years, hasn't he? Yeah. So that's, that's, basically why um is con- like so if you look at like his model or his projection for him it basically shows that he's still going to be a top six forward for most of the contract it's just not going to be at that first line level that he's played at in the past right and i think everyone can acknowledge sagan hasn't been good the last two years really but i don't right? even think he, he played last year did he or if he did he only played like he played 10 three games three games yeah he played three games yeah. So, uh, but sorry, the season before that, right? Even the season before that, he didn't do point, too well. He had fifty points in sixty-nine games. Yeah. So that's you know that's a good top six forward. It's on a first line center making nine point nine million dollars. You no. know what I mean? He did hit a lot of posts. He hit a shit ton of posts, and I remember that because I had him on my fantasy team, and there was nothing more aggravating than watching a player hit the post like. 15 times nothing. in a season because it's nothing. It's not a shot and it's not a goal. <laughs> and it pisses. <laughs> it was so aggravating. So you'd yeah. see nights where Tally Sagan had like zero goals, zero points, and zero shots. And then you'd see the highlights and there's like two posts. <laughs> Eric, you got to, oh. um, you got to start a fantasy league where they start tracking Corsi and, and Fenwick instead and scoring chances <laughs> for percentage. Yeah. Honestly, I would. I'm not, I'm not sure. How about the Sagan one, like over like Brent Burns, not even on this. List. No, so so I think Sagan's one where if he rebounds, it'll be fine because he's still mm. twenty nine. He's mm. you know he's not like he's not like thirty two where you think you know those top end centers are gonna drop off a little bit more. But also at the same time, injuries. He the relies injury a lot on yeah, yeah, and I think also he relies a lot on shooting. So if his, his his the thing is his goal totals have been going down significantly, right? Like he was basically a forty goal guy. He hasn't. He, when's the last time he put up anywhere close to that? Right. Well, if you're looking at his points. Uh, you also got to remember though, as a positive, as Luke would say, is that he's the most attractive guy in the NHL. So that's <laughs> he is the most attractive guy. So you know, I, the, we're just talking about player value. But if we add in attractiveness and uh, you know the ability to get any girl he wants. I think the contract is worth it um, <laughs> for the fandom that he brings. I have seen f- a lot of fan fiction of Tyler Sagan on oh, yeah. different writing sites oh, out yeah. there. So, is it, was um, it written by Luke West? That's what Luke's up. doing on his cross <laughs> He's just alone writing about Tyler Sagan in his band. Just, just Tyler Sagan, Ryan Reynolds, you know, all this. Just all before this we leave... Uh, uh, Dallas. I know he's mm-hmm. not on Dallas anymore, um, but he was on Dallas last year. Jason Dickinson just got another random, like not him specifically getting another random contract, but uh, 
Vancouver gave out a random yeah. contract to Mr. Jason Dickinson at two point six million for three years. And it's like, what did Jason Dickinson do to deserve that? I yeah, I do remember actually seeing that now and thinking that was a really weird deal. Like, I don't think it's awful. It's not bad. Like, it's just it's, it's just, just like, like a they weird... have so many of those. Yeah, <laughs> like, they have a lot like... of those. But they <laughs> but they doing? did trade but they traded a lot of them away. <laughs> and yeah, they're just redoing it. Tucker yeah. Poolman and Jason Dickinson and Okay. Yeah. I think Jason Dickinson's like a fine yeah, it's fine. third line guy, it's fine. but it's just weird on the term and like he's not really something Vancouver needs in my opinion. But anyways. No. Who's number ten? It's so number ten on the list. Uh you guys should be able to guess this. Nashville. Johansson or Duchesne? Yep. Yeah. Johansson. Johansson. That's worse. Um, so Johansson has only has four years left on his deal, so that's how bad his contract is. He's number ten with only four years left, but he's making eight million dollars a like year. Bad the entire time. No, he wasn't. No, no, he's been bad the entire contract. The contract. Yeah. I mean, before that, sorry, yeah. not sorry. That you're saying he's no, no, no. Always he was bad. he was looking like he'd be worth eight million dollars. I love. I love how Ryan Johansson and Seth Jones are both on this list, and they got traded one for one. That's hilarious. <laughs> also, Duchenne's <laughs> on this list too. Duchenne and Eric Carlson too. That's also interesting. Anyways, there's a lot of where was uh, Duchenne? Is he an honorable? Oh, sorry, Duchenne. Duchenne's a uh, eleven. Oh. It's an honorable mention. Sorry. Okay, who are who else is on there? Uh, who else are the honorable mentions? Yeah. Uh, Duchenne and Darnell Nurse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His yeah. new deal. <laughs> Honestly, Darnell Nurse is gonna join join this list relatively soon. Yeah, By if next, we do this season, next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Charlie Coyle. You know, after that yeah. year he just had, yeah. but I think again, there's rebound potential there. Justin Falk, uh, that's not a good contract. We discussed, but he was that good last time. year, though. He was good last year, but even at the time when he signed it, we were like, "Oh, that's not good." Tyler yeah. Myers can easily rejoin this list instead of, uh, you know, instead of uh, Ryan Johansson. And then Jacob Truba as well. And Jacob Truba's honestly it's surprising Jacob Truba didn't make this list because I mm-hmm. feel I would have had Truba in the top 10 for the worst because he's making $8 million a year. Right? Yeah. But I think he, I think again, Dom's model values points. Jacob Truba plays a lot of minutes, got quite a few points out of the benefit of playing with uh, Panarin and Zabanajad and stuff. So that's my theory on why. Uh, why Jacob Truba isn't here? Yeah, those are the arguments. There's a enough, lot of this. Yeah, enough negativity. Article got a lot of comments. Yeah. yeah, enough negativity. We don't like negativity on the talking. Sometimes hockey GMs make good moves too. Yeah, talking sometimes, hockey approved moves, and they're gonna go. Sometimes over them here. hockey. Yeah, sometimes GMs do ho- talking hockey approved moves, and you guys should be able to guess the first, second best contracts in the NHL. Nathan, I don't McKinnon. think you guys should have. Uh, not number one or number two because what? you have to take into account the length right, of the right, deal right. too, right? So uh, Nathan McKinnon per year, probably the best, but since he only has, he only has a couple years, years left, left yeah. the total David value Pasternak? of the deal is how, different. How long is David Pasternak's David, deal left? I think he's also only like three uh, Pasternak's years. Pasternak's close yeah. to where you guys said, but he only has two years left. Yeah, Leon so, Dreisaitl? Leon Dreisaitl is the top two. 
Uh, Leon Dreisaitl's up there, but he's not number one or number two. Oh, Come man. on, guys. Come this on, guys. I thought this would be easy. I thought this would be is really it, easy. Is it McDavid, though? Yes, his yeah. number one is McDavid. Even though he's the most uh, paid. True, true, yeah. true. He's the most paid player um, in the league, but he's also the most underplayed player in the league, and that's because he all, quite literally broke Dom's model. Is like, it, it literally like looks dumb. Matthews or something? Like, uh, number one's Big David. He per, he projects to be at a salary surplus of $40 million in positive value. Um, but number two is a recent contract that was signed. Think young guys signed on a recent deal. Kale McCarr? Yep. Yeah. Good job, Ty. Yeah. So Kale McCarr is number two. He projects to have $44 million in surplus value. Um, and that's just because, so no other defenseman since like, uh, Dom's tracking began has had a consistent value as high as Makar has essentially projected, right? So he essentially predicts him to be four wins a season above replacement for the length of his contract, which no other defenseman has ever done. So Eric Carlson hasn't do it, done it. Drew Doughty hasn't done it. But, Duncan but this contract's literally right through his prime, right? Yeah. Yeah, but no, but no defenseman has ever done that through their prime either. Mm-hmm. Eric Carlson didn't do it. No other guys did. So, is it likely that McCarr does that? No, I don't know. Probably not. Um, so it might be a little high on him based off of that. Considering Colorado's Plus, looking like they might be not entering the the waning years of being an elite team. Yeah, but they're. Yeah. They're signing contracts like the uh, the Landis God contract won't be great in like yeah. three years. It uh, mm-hmm. so they're yeah they're definitely they've definitely you know they're not getting any better. No. They're only going to get kind of worse from yeah. here. Not not that they can't win a cup. Oh it's just yeah, that, yeah, like for sure. They you know, well, Washington didn't win a cup in their prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh didn't win a couple of different cups in their prime until the castle stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Right? It doesn't always happen like that. Um, so anyway, so that's why McCarr's projected so high. So honestly, like if he kept up that pace, we, I know we were going to talk about generational talents and all that, but like he'd arguably be, if he able was able to do that, he'd probably be considered a generational player if he did it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will, but whatever. It projects like his value is going to be anywhere from 15 to 17 million dollars a year, which is crazy mm-hmm. for a defenseman. I mean, considering yeah. that there were so many defensemen on the worst, <laughs> yeah, exactly. McDavid's, pro- McDavid's projected to be worth 20 million dollars, which he for contest. definitely will be the entirety of he his. already yeah. is like it's ridiculous. He's been so worth like 25 okay. <laughs> in the past couple, yeah, actually, yeah, literally. <laughs> Um, okay, so number three on this list is one most people wouldn't expect. You guys guessed Pasternak, but he it's not Pasternak. It's his uh, oh, brother on the other side. Yeah. Wow. So uh, Marchand has four years left on his deal, but he's only making $6 million, yeah, and he's an projected to be deal, worth man. anywhere from 10 to $14 million it's an in value, deal. essentially. It's an insane deal. It's, a, it's, it's one of the, I think it's the most bizarre contract. But I've it made sense seen. at the time, to be honest. Like he just kind of he no. That's what I'm saying, though. Like it's it's the out. most bizarre like situation, right? Because the reason he got paid was he had that one forty goal year, mm-hmm. right? Finally, it looked like he like broke out completely, and then they signed him on the six year deal, and then he got better. Yes, 
at like 27 years old. Which is unusual. Or 28 years old. It happens. Which is very, it definitely, very, 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 it definitely it, happens. It very rarely like happens. Brent Burns got better at like 29 or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's also because he finally like got played in yeah. his position yeah. and stopped getting moved around. And San Jose embraced the whole like you know, him, be an offensive defenseman that yeah, does whatever he wants to do. Let so him like, rove around there. Yeah, exactly. But Marchand's role didn't change really, right? They might have used him a little bit more, but generally speaking, he didn't drastically basically he his... got better at doing what he does i think but i think this is the only like only player ever i can think yeah. about that became one of the best players in the world at 28 you know yeah or 29 years old like it's very bizarre but anyways he's he's number three on this list um awesome a lot like steal of a contract like boston has Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand down at $18 million, essentially, because they're all making $6 million a yeah. year. And then um, Marchand, if you're listening to this podcast, you see stats do show you're a good player. <laughs> <laughs> so stop hitting on them. Yeah. Uh, number four, I think you guys are going to like this one. I don't think you'll guess it. It's a Florida Panther. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau? Nope. Blood? Hmm. No. Nope. Mackenzie Weger? No. Nope. Oh, he's good. Think he's about one boy. of our boys. Carter Verhage? Yeah. Oh, really? Verhage. Yeah. No kidding, man. He's I was not four? expecting to see this. Yeah. That really I think that's high. just because like he was a guy who was like nothing and suddenly got a chance and became something. So you know? He's projected to be at 2.5 wins. I think he's easily a first-line player at this point. But Question I don't is, think does he's going to replicate. Yeah. yeah, does he... Rip? So the model th- expects him to replicate, right? Which is why he's so high. Is he going to do? I don't think he's as good as he showed last year, but I don't think he's anywhere close to what he showed in Tampa, which is like, you know, not much because they didn't give him an opportunity. So but, I don't think by the end of the next season, I don't think he's number four or even in the top 10. But I, I think still just think because he's he had a huge, be a very like good this guy played contract. in the ECHL. Like it's very unusual. <laughs> no, he was dumped. He used to be a Leafs guy. He was dumped for like I don't know who, Michael Grabner. He's literally like, Jonathan Marchessault, man. Yeah. he's Marchessault all over again. <laughs> but he literally played in Even the ECHL. It. He did get thirty-two well, I mean, points too. in. Ah. Uh, not become the fourth best contract in the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was he was a late bloomer for sure. Um, he did get thirty two points in sixteen games in the ECHL. Just imagine society if the Leafs signed him instead of Jim VC. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it was between him and Jimmy VC, basically. Leafs would have won the cup. But that is that's um, pretty yeah. nuts. I don't know if I agree with that per se, but yeah. Yeah, nah. hey, he he's probably gonna drop off. I'm it sure. It is only I like a four million dollar contract. But I think, like, how can? And it's yeah. only three so that's years. why he's gonna. That's why he's gonna outperform. And it he so was also right? like he's only making one million, isn't he? This year, Still? this or, year especially. Uh, yeah, he, this year he's making one million. Yeah, so that's contract. additionally a why it's yeah. one million dollars plus plus three years at four point two, yes. right? So no matter what, and he's projected at an eight million dollar value essentially. Especially, right? because, yeah, I think that's a big thing is he's making one million next year, but he's mm-hmm. projected as a top line yeah. player. So exactly. that's that's probably the main reason why. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, plus he's again, on Florida, which to... it really matters that they have a guy like that because they're going to be good, and to have a guy that good. Florida looks like a top 
cup contender yes, this season. hundred percent. Like we're talking about early se- early predictions. I know we're gonna do another episode on it, but Florida can easily win the Atlantic Division right now. Yes. They they project. I think they project to be the best team. Oh, on paper and stats and I like any way you look they at should. it. I think the Reinhardt thing team. just solidified solidified their top six. Solidified. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, their top. Just number six five, you guys. Dry cycle. Dry cycle. Better be dry cycle. Yeah. Okay. I would say dry cycle should be above Verhage, like in my opinion. Yeah, and he probably will be like dry cycles. He's going to be consistent for the next three years. He's going to play at like a 14, 13, 12 million dollar, 12 million dollar, uh, like value for him, I'd guess. Dom predicts him at 14. I think he's going to come in a little bit lower than that. I think that's a little optimistic based off of this last season. But, anyways, he's going to be, you know, top five, one of the best contracts in the NHL for at least another year or two, before, unless other crazy contracts are signed in that time. Uh, sixth. You guys have already guessed his name too. Pastor. Um, no. McKinnon. McKinnon. Oh, McKinnon. McKinnon yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, so I think McKinnon's, we talked about it enough. Yeah. yeah. So McKinnon's he's projecting him at a sixteen million dollar valuation, and obviously he's making six point three for the next two years. Mm-hmm. So a lot of surplus value, and then you know after right. two years yeah. he's gonna get freaking. He better make at least twelve. I think his agent has failed him if he doesn't. Yes. Uh, yeah. Nothing to say about there. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, Vegas player. Let's, let's share the guesses. Mark Stone. No, it would be Stone. Nope. Right. Shay Theodore. Shay Theodore. That's, yep. That would make sense. Oh. Yeah. So Shay Theodore, good job on your second guess. So this is it's an interesting um. So you got so someone got I uh, think Ty you said Mark Stone. Yeah. So if you look at you know evolving Wild, if you look at like Gar and more advanced stats that are like more macro, uh, Stone's there. If you don't look at those types of stats, then Stone isn't here, right? So again, it's a it's people valuing points, Dom's model valuing points over, you know what Mark Stone does, which is not just put up points, but Drives offense, very good defensively, all this stuff. Not that Dom's model doesn't take into account those things, just doesn't value them as higher as highly. But anyway, Shea Theodore is number seven here. Um I mean, five point two million dollars for four more years for a top pairing defenseman, right? Or number arguably a number one defenseman. Shea Theodore is such a steal, man. Jesus. It was a steal when he got taken by the well, I mean a hundred percent. Hundred percent, it was. It was ridiculous at the time, right? Because I know they wanted to protect Josh Manson, Anaheim did, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it it seemed obvious at the time that the, like I get the whole like risk of him not turning into that and losing Josh Manson, but it was so stupid. That's a stupid cla- that's a classic old NHL thing. Protect the big. And that's hitters. why no one yes. did it for Seattle, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, literally nobody. And, and you know, we're not going to get into Seattle again because we'll go all fucking night about their stupidity. Um, okay, so next contract, number eight. Can you guys guess who it is? I think number one center. Barzell? A younger, a younger number one center. Barzell's contract? Is it good? Not Barzell's contract. Austin Matthews? 
Austin Matthews. Yes. All right. Good job, Ty. Uh, I'm, he's projected I'm at one. a seventeen million dollar valuation to eighteen million dollar valuation in terms of value. Oh yeah, Bird's um, and he has eleven point six million dollar contract for three more years. So he's still vastly outperforming his contract. Again, GSVA takes a lot of value onto goals, which is why he's valued a lot higher than maybe another model would that doesn't value goals as highly. But regardless, he's gonna he's a super elite player. I think that's a very the only one I really disagree with on this list so far is Carter Vehagi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. After that, can you guys guess number nine? It's another defenseman. Zach Wierenski. No. no. Not recently. Okay. Uh, like McAvoy? Zach Wierenski's paid way too much now. What's McAvoy? Uh, no. no. Nope. Um. It's a defenseman on uh, Colorado. Oh, is it Sam Gerrard? Yep. Sam Gerrard. Also, three of... Um, Colorado's defenseman on this list because Devin Taves is an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. crazy, man. Like so they have three yeah. <laughs> of the best contracts in the NHL. So I think we were talking defense. about it earlier, about like, you know, locking players up to long term deals when they look like they're about to break out. And I think that's what they did with Sam Gerard. Yep. Yep. They definitely did that with Gerard. Like they got him on a very good contract before this past season. Yeah. So and this is the year he broke out. Yeah. Right. So um good on them and then Taves they signed after he kind of broke out but he doesn't have a lot of value across the league regardless because he's very small all these different he doesn't put up a Late lot of bloomer, points, all these yeah. different reasons yeah. yeah that he doesn't have that type of value but uh yeah Sam Gerard I pretty much agree with him being on this list um just because five million dollars for six more years for him is, is a steal especially because he's so good offensively and usually you pay a lot more for those guys too and right? he's only 23. So, like he's still growing as a player. Yeah, he can still get better for another year or two. Yeah. And one uh, one thing you, you forgot to mention is he's like five foot nine. So, uh, and he's a short king, <laughs> and we like that. And that adds additional value onto him. <laughs> he should be top five. Who that. else is the uh, honorable mention? Okay, no, no, number ten. We still got, don't we? Wasn't... Yeah, number ten. You guys already guessed Pasternak. Oh, okay. Okay. He's two years. The only reason he's there is because he has two years left at six point seven million dollars, right? Like he's like his value is somewhere between twelve and fifteen million dollars. It's just like you know, two year, two years left. It's hard to put on that much additional value unless you're Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's a little bit lower. And all of his comparables are basically like Ovechkin, Stamkos, Patrick Kane, Tarasenko, like. All of those are really good contracts, other than Teresa, you know, Tarasenko, Tarasenko got broken. Yeah. But if he yeah. wasn't broken, he'd still be up there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other honorable mentions were <laughs> Mika Rantanen. So another <laughs> Colorado. Colorado, Colorado has all the best contracts, mm-hmm. and San Jose has so the worst. Three defensemen and two forwards <laughs> on Colorado. And San Jose has Eric Carlson, Couture, and Vlasic. And Burn. Oh, no. And then. And Bur- Burns, yeah, Burns, Burns, Burns wasn't there, no. but honestly, could be close to an honorable yeah. mention depending on how the next couple of years go. Uh, anyway, Chitrun, Uyghur, and Kucherov are the other guys. Oh, I'd also say I'm very, su- I, I'm not surprised by this, but uh, Braden Point should be here, in my right. opinion. Yeah. Um, and again, this is a, a thing of Dom's model one, not valuing playoff performance at all, which, you know, 
depending on how you feel about that. Braden Point, you know, when clearly has saved his best for the postseason over the last two or three years. We've literally talked about or two like, years. That's what people get paid for. So yeah, it's kind of but, an and he didn't get paid for it. it no, I mean which, he also. I think he likes Tampa. Basically, I think that Tampa culture is. Yeah, yeah. We're here to live in Florida. I mean, why and play hockey? I, I yeah. would. Why wouldn't you want to live in Tampa? Did you see Matthew Joseph's <laughs> cup celebration? He ate yeah, the poutine. 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 <laughs> Brady was showing me. Yeah, it looked good. Anyways, I think Braden Point should be here, but again, like Dom's model doesn't value points in the reg or values points very heavily in the regular season, and Braden Point, you know, despite being as good as he's been doesn't exactly put up big point totals in the regular season. He's had 64 points in 66 games last year and then 48 points in 56 games this past season. So close to point per game, you know, 75-ish point pace between the two years. Um, But, like, you know, not 92 points in 79 games like you put in the year before, which I don't think he'll really do again regardless. But... That's the list. But I think he deserves to be there. Yeah. So that's the list. Uh, do you guys think, can you guys think of any other contracts that might be deserving Mitch, I already of said being Mitch Marner there? is the worst. Mitch <laughs> Marner, number one. I mean, if you, what what's his value as a player? Really? I don't care. Score in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but the thing is, right? Like Patrick Kane, for example, is very comparable to Marner other than the fact that Patrick Kane performed in the playoffs. And, and, and won three Stanley Cups. Yeah, I mean that's a yeah. huge difference. <laughs> very, very big difference. Huge difference. Gigantic difference. But yeah. I mean, if you, okay, basically my whole thing with that contract is that if you think you're, you want to argue you're as good as Austin Matthews. I mean, show to be fair, to me. Austin Matthews hasn't exactly uh, killed well, in the playoffs by this any past means. year. I he think, did well, but I mean, also I think it's just because of how bad Marner was. You know what I mean? Like, I think that because of how, I mean, not to talk about the Leafs in the playoffs again, but Marner was so bad that you didn't need to worry about him. They didn't need to cover Marner for anything. Yeah. They could just double team Matthews all, all game long. Hyman was playing on one knee as well. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. Also, the bad contracts didn't have any goalies on them, I think. Which is weird. Just, I thought Bobrovsky I think it's be because there. he pur- purposefully uh, said skaters. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm sure it says somewhere here. I I didn't read it, but I'm sure he mentioned something about skaters. Because if we're talking bad goalie contracts, Bobrovsky, Martin Jones got bought out, so I guess he wouldn't be there. Um, Price probably. Price probably would be there. Again, he's still a good goalie right now, but not $10 million. Uh, I think that's really it on the goalie front, right? Oh, uh, Matt Murray, obviously. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. But anyways. Thank you for listening. That's all. That was our Holy content for this week. And next week we'll have probably Nick's goalie list. That's what we're planning right now. Goalie debate? Goalie with debate Nick? with Nick. Oh, God. Kill me. That'll be fun. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Oh, God. So, there's going to be, guys, there's going to be some takes next week. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, my God. I do. Goodbye. Honestly, you can <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning into this week's episode of Talking Hockey. You can follow us and stream us on Spotify and Apple and anywhere else that podcasts are available. Please leave a rating and review on Apple as it does a lot for the podcast and share our podcast with your friends. You can follow us on Instagram at Talking Hockey, and you can also find us on Twitter, which will be linked in the description below. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and I look forward to uh, next week's episode. Yeah.